Learn to trade stocks successfully. Learn to profit consistently. I'm Ryan Mallory, and on my weekly podcast, I'm going to teach you the ins and outs of a complex, ever-changing stock market. You will learn to trade better, trade smarter, and profit bigger. Now, let's go trade. Hey everybody, this is Ryan Mallory doing another episode with you guys here today. And the topic for today and what I really want to talk about here is swing trading a stock market balance because that is something that a lot of people are going to struggle with this with this market and because we've had a huge sell-off, a lot of people are paranoid and a lot of people are, are not going to know when to get back in. And there's also going to be the other camp where they're going to get back in too soon or get over leveraged and they're going to lose a lot more than if they just didn't play the stock market at all. So let's talk about swing trading a stock market balance and, and in particular and in particular with one that had just seen a massive sell-off like what we saw last week when the stock market shed over 1,300 points on the Dow and we saw an S&P 500 over the last two weeks go from the 29 mid-2900s all the way down to the low 2700s, wiping out a couple months worth of profits for the S&P 500. Small caps got annihilated. The NASDAQ saw a down day of as much as 311 points on one particular day. So there's a lot of bearishness, but the big question becomes, how do we how do we trade that kind of market? How do we prosper in such a market? Do we just accept the fact that we're not going to be profitable or do we continue to have the expectation that we should be profitable and that we can be profitable? And I would say that the answer is the latter of the two choices. We should be profitable and we should try to be profitable. And, and that's what we're going to talk about here. So the first thing is to, when, when you're seeing a huge market sell-off, when you can tell that the, the mood is different in the market, that this isn't a simply a five or six point pullback or your typical 1% sell-off, when you're starting to see the Dow selling off, you know, six, 700 points or even four or 500 points, and you're seeing the S&P 100 give up more than 40 or 50 points in a given day, that's when you know that there's a completely different character or nature to this market and that you have to start adjusting your approach to the market. You can't just simply buy the dip because that's what's worked before. That's great when the market's just having tiny pullbacks, but when the market's having a huge sell-off, you don't go buying the dip right away, okay? Because the bounce may not happen. And if you look at the S&P 500 chart from last week on Wednesday, the huge sell-off that we saw of basically like a thousand points didn't stop the next day just because we had a big sell-off. So if you bought the dip on Wednesday, you got slaughtered the next day. And, and at first it looked like we were going to bounce higher, but it didn't. It just sold right back off. So you have to let the extremes kick in first. And one of the best ways that I like to do that is using this thing called T2108. And if you go to my website, shareplanner.com, there is a um, sign-up link to get the Warden charts. But this uh, is really good. This is one of the charts that I I really love because it, it does the best job I've seen of any in terms of measuring extremes in the market. And so the extremes are when it gets into the single digits. I mean, even in the teens, it starts to get pretty extreme. But I know almost every time when it gets into these single digits, we're hitting some some serious extremes and a, and a bounce is very imminent. We saw that back in February when it hit a low of 8.6%. And just so that you know, the T2108, it's an indicator that measures the percentage of stocks trading above their 40-day moving average. So when you have only about seven, eight, nine percent of stocks trading above their 40-day moving average, 
that's a very good sign that this market's getting way overheated to the sell side, to the short side, and that there's going to be a pretty big short squeeze as a result. And I think it works almost in any kind of market. And it's great for knowing, okay, you know what? I'm not going to jump on this train uh, You know, after you have these two big down days. I'm not going to jump on the short train and start shorting again because you're going to get squeezed here very soon. When you want to be shorting is up in the the, the 30s and the 40s on this T2108, that's that's when it's a lot safer to be shorting the stock market. So don't do it when you have a reading in the T2108 that has like 8 9%, and that's what we were getting on on Thursday So and, and Friday. So the good thing is we bounced. Now, we were able to identify the extremes. How much of a long position do I take on a market bounce? Well, that's simple. You just do it one at a time. For me, I tend to put about 10% of my capital down on one, one particular trade. I'm not going to go way above that, and I'm not going to go way below that. I'm just going to, I treat every trade pretty much the same. So when there is a big bounce in the market playing out, I will buy one stock. And if that stock starts becoming profitable, guess what I do? I go buy another stock. And I'll keep buying more and more as the, as the bounce allows it. Now, not all bounces are very clean. We've had this bounce in the S&P 500 for the most part, for the better part of this week. And it hasn't been the easiest one because if you take Friday, we sold off, we bounced. We, it was just all over the place. It was a true roller coaster. And then Monday we sold off. Yesterday was a really the big bounce day where it just really cleaned the clocks of shorts. And then today we're just kind of going sideways. So there's not a lot of action there. But there, there has been opportunities for me to profit. It hasn't been as much as I would have liked for it to have been. But take Amazon today. I bought it on yesterday. I bought it at 17.83. I sold it today at 18.23. I took a 2.2% profit. Yeah, maybe I would have liked four, five, maybe even 10% on that trade. Okay, but those are more, you know, you know, hopes and dreams rather than actual reality. So 2%. I walked away from it. Good. SSO. It was a bounce play. I got out of it the day before the big bounce just because this Monday sell-off, it wasn't a very good um, look for the markets. I decided to go ahead and play it safe and get out. I took a 1% profit on that. Amazon back on the 11th, I took a 3.4% profit. So I have a couple of positions on right now. I do it one at a time because I don't have to be all long right away because that's the way that I'm going to really get destroyed on the stock market if I decide to go, I think the market's bottom. I'm going to go 100% long, and then all of a sudden I'm wrong. That could have happened on Thursday of last week, and if I would have done that, I would have just gotten destroyed and, and given up all my profits in October, and then some, it would have been bad. I would have been eating into other months' profits. And yet, here I am in October, and I'm profitable on the month. That's a good thing. Here's the other thing. Keep the stops tight. Don't don't uh, play these large stops. And a lot of people, when, when the markets are selling off, they feel like that they have to keep the stops very wide and it's not necessary. You can still play the stops very tight, but you gotta be particular about where you are getting in at. Keep, this, keep the stops tight. You don't have to have a huge stop loss. Um, that's a myth. You can keep the stops just like you were before and according to your trading strategy. And what that means is, is that you're going to want to target stocks at key support levels. You're not just going to 
buy a stock because, oh, it's, it's sold off enough. It's probably going to bounce. That's, that's not a justification. I've passed up on a lot of them because of that. But you take something like Amazon, right? You have a trend line all the way here back off of the February lows that's held up perfectly. And it tested it last week, held it perfectly. And that's when I got long. So that's the kind of trade setups that you're looking for. You don't want to be getting uh, long just be, you know after it's broken through support and it's in a free fall because you don't know when it's going to bounce. Apple, uh, the same way here. Look at Apple off of the um, April lows, 427 lows. It has this nice trend line. It, it's, it's holding it. It goes up. It, it bounced. That's a good thing. You take Google, and I didn't, I didn't trade Google, but still, the, the, the situation is the same thing here. Going all the way back to 2016, perfect trend line that, that Google held onto there. You can see here, it went right up that trend line. So really good uh, trading opportunities, ones that you can make a, a good buck off of and, and that you can keep the stops tight on. So if Google doesn't work out and it breaks below this trend line, okay, then you know to get out. You don't need to keep holding onto it because it just broke a major support level. Um, and play the mega caps. Uh, you don't have to, I mean, you can play large caps too, but I would target the stocks that have to go up if the market's going to bounce. The mar market's not going to bounce if Apple and Amazon and Google do not bounce. That's just the, the nature of this market. If the market's up 60 points, Apple, Amazon, and Google are not going to be down, you know, one or 2%. If that's the case, the market's going to be down too. There's just too much influence there. So you want to target the stocks that are going to, uh, that the market's going to go up because they are going up. So the market's going up because Apple's going up, because Amazon's going up, because Facebook's going up, or Google's going up. You want to go after these really big companies. So it also helps manage risk a lot easier too, because if the market does take a 2% loss or a 3% loss on the day, stocks like Square may take a 8 or 9% loss, but Apple may only take like a 1% or 2% loss. And don't take chances with profits, man. If you have them and the market's not really showing you a clear hand, take them. That's why I took Amazon this morning. The market was just giving up all the profits. And yeah, it may still keep going higher. But I took the profits on Amazon because the, the, I wasn't willing to surrender those profits because they're, they're to be cherished in this kind of market. You don't play with those. Maybe in a normal market, you would give it a little bit more wiggle room, but you have to be aggressive with profit taking. And while I may give up some future gains and Amazon, that doesn't preclude me from getting into another trade. So I went and jumped into CRM. We'll see how that one does. And I'm already in Apple. So there's there's always going to be more opportunities, but you have to protect profits. You can't go ahead and risk profits because the market can reverse back down and uh, take, the, take, the, take your profits with it. So that's going to be today's episode. I just wanted to talk to you guys about swing trading stock market bounces, how I do it, how I go about it, the best way to do it. And... Um, the ways that have really benefited me well over the years. I think this should be a huge benefit for, for you guys and managing your trades successfully going forward and having the confidence to know that when you do face tumultuous times in the stock market that you can get through them and prosper in the process. So that's going to be it. Thank you and God bless. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast of Swing Trading with Ryan Mallory. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the Share Planner Splash Zone where I navigate the financial markets every day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you'll get a seven-day trial, access to my trading room, and text and email alerts. 
So go ahead and sign up by going to shareplanner.com backslash splash zone. That's www.shareplanner.com backslash splash zone. And follow me at SharePlanner on Twitter and on SharePlanner's Facebook page, where I provide unique market and trading ideas every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me, ryan at shareplanner.com, or call the office at 321-522-6733. All the best to you, and God bless you.